Hey Warriors, welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope everything is going really well. I am so thankful for the people who uh, have still keep subscribing um, on Anchor, and I appreciate the newer ones that have joined recently. I also want to say thank you for everybody who's been joining the group and actually joining the Discord. I know sometimes it just seems like people aren't really talking as much, but people do talk. And it's really neat to see when people really open up. And I really hope that some of you who still haven't decided to join the Discord to join. And first, you need to join the group so that way we can verify who you are and then we'll send you the link for the Discord. Um, it's an opportunity. If anything, it's an opportunity for you guys to be able to ask questions. It's an opportunity for you guys to ask for prayer requests. It's an opportunity for you to share and to just be encouraging. And like I said, it is an app on the phone. And it has capability of you know mess, private messaging, capability doing discussions on, on the... Basically, it's like a community channel. And you can share pictures, you can share videos, you can... Uh, basically use emojis to respond. I mean, it's just really neat and it's really allowed a lot of conversation to be there. So I do encourage you guys to really consider it. And just want you guys to know that I am, I've been working on trying to create like intros and stuff for the show idea that I have. Like I said, I think that God is asking me to not make it just to be about men, but to be about Christian talk. So it's going to be leaning towards away from what this podcast is more about, which is about you guys, because there is, in my opinion, warrior women who also have warriors within them that need to also be encouraged to step up as well. Anyway, so today I wanted to really talk about more because, you know, I use the statement, the warrior within, and you're probably thinking to yourself, especially if you're newer, what does that actually mean? Well, I did talk about in the first few episodes when I first started about the idea behind the podcast. <clears throat> and you know the verses that I used as a format for it. And you know that I have a dear heart for the armor of God. Because it's very vital to understand <clears throat> the importance of having the armor of God every day. Because the enemy is seeking out destroy you. The enemy doesn't want you to be doing what God has asked you to do. The enemy wants you to be doing what you want to do. It wants you to focus on the world and, and chasing after everything here so that you can also fall into the traps and snares uh, so that you are not teaching the true gospel message of Christ. Because if you remember, Jesus told the disciples to go and make other disciples to baptize them, to tell them about who he is, about sin. And if you can start creating an atmosphere where Christians don't want to talk about sin, who don't want to look quote unquote judgmental, then people don't know about the good news. And if they don't know about the good news, then they never know who Jesus is. If they don't know who Jesus is, then they go to hell. You see, the goal ultimately for the enemy isn't just to destroy you, but it's to hurt God. Since he can't defeat him straight up, the best way to deal with God is to destroy his creation. 
understand that everything that you have probably thought about and everything that you've been kind of going through and the hardships that you've been going through is the picture of the enemy using everything around you to hurt you, but it's also because of sin. We live in a sin-natured world. And everything is trying to steer us away from following God. You know, there's a lot of stories in scripture that we could point out. Like, you know, I think of like Abraham leaving his home to travel all the way across to start in this new land that God promised. Then you have Moses who spoke on behalf of God for Israel in front of Pharaoh. But even after when they left... Israel still complained, still said, oh, it would have been better if we stayed, still took their eyes off God and complained and whined and even in many cases disobeyed. And God, you know, gave Moses the authority to be over them and to take care of them and to keep their eyes on him. And we all know when he went up to get the Ten Commandments and it came down, what was going on? They were worshiping a golden calf that they created from the jewelry. And Aaron, who was supposed to be basically like a second command, supposed to be part of that brotherhood connection, you know, part of, you know, other men of God who were supposed to be following God, he cowered out in his position because he became passive out of fear. Because we'll be mentioning this a little bit more. And then, of course, we have like examples of King Saul. You know, King Saul was chosen by God. But then he started taking his eyes off God. And there was even a time where David could have killed him, but David chose not to, even though his men that he was with, who were also men of God, said, this is your chance. See, the whole concept of the idea or understanding about a warrior is that warriors aren't just brutes that go around slaying people. Warriors have different parts about being a warrior. Now, I remember growing up and I would play army and I had a friend whose dad was in the army. So we played army and we played America versus the Nazi Germans. And I remember we would get like the fake toy guns that we would have. And I was guys, this was in the eighties and nineties. Okay. So I'm not like some old guy. We're talking like, where we're talking about World War II, it was still like, you know, just down the block around the corner. No, it's just because a lot of times what we were brought up with, and, and my dad and um, his dad was, you know, old World War II movies that we watched. So we would, you know, wear our army greens, we get our guns. You know, I loved being a sniper. And we would use, I remember getting dirt clots and make believe like they were grenades and we would like, look like we're trying to pull the pin out and then we throw it because when you threw the good size dirt clod, it would explode and it would have dust in the air. So it kind of looked like a grenade. And I also remember making like swords and shields out of cardboard boxes and even making like a chest armor and even try to make a helmet at one time out there slaying dragons out in the forest or uh, fighting monsters and demons, whatever it was, but it was always the idea that I was the knight for, for good. I mean, that it was like engraved in us to think this way, even though in my opinion, it's not really good versus evil. God's already won. But the idea is that because I was brought up in a Christian family, I understood that there was an evil out there. 
there was an evil. Now, I always picture that, that meme that goes around where it shows this little kid sleeping and this teddy bear standing there with its sword pointing at the monsters under the bed, protecting. And I think that's the image of understanding of what it means to be a warrior. A warrior is not about the slaying and defeating of people and hurting people and destroying people. The idea of the warrior was designed because there needed to be somebody who protected. There needed someone who would lead. There needed to be someone who also understood how to turn off warrior mindset to also be gentle and caring and loving. You know, one of the stronger warriors in, in mindset is someone who is able to show compassion towards other people. A lot of times in our heads, we, we design that warriors have become bloodthirsty and like they only see as red and they don't know how to love and care, but that's not necessarily true. There's a part of the idea behind warriors that needed to know how to do both. Now in reality, military people who've been in war have seen it struggle. Doesn't mean they're hopeless, doesn't mean there's no way to help them, but they do struggle because leaving what they've seen behind will never go away. It becomes nightmares, PTSD. You know, you've probably heard or seen stuff about it on commercials or know somebody or you are one, you know how hard it is to leave that life. But at the same time, your desire is you would still protect this country. You still protect those you love against the enemy. And I want you to understand that that mindset is what goes on in spiritual battles. The enemy is constantly trying to break in to those you love, trying to break in to your world, trying to destroy what God is trying to create in you. That's why I said there is a war within each and every one of us. But only God can show you what type of warrior. To me, I think, I think that... If you were to ask, because I've done this with guys before, and I know I've mentioned this before, ask them, what type of warrior do you see me as, Lord? What type of warrior do you want me to be? Because a lot of times we have taken the image and picture of what leaders are, and I've kind of mentioned this in the episode not too long ago, by what we see or hear in movies or streaming or other men, and we think that warriors are these guys that need to be brute monsters that control everything and they're kings of everything. And I'm not talking to like the kings that God put in leadership for Israel. I'm talking about kings who think that they need to rule with an iron fist because they're the boss. And this has created an issue in families. It's created an issue at work. It's created issues in community. doesn't give us the right just to make whatever decision and everybody just has to deal with it. We should be prayerfully seeking out God's wisdom and understanding, listening to other people's wisdom as well, right? 
So what is the idea of why I used Warrior within as vital to this whole podcast, let alone what I'm hoping for you, is that you search God out to figure out what type of warrior you are within. We can see these examples that I shared and we can see how when they took their eyes off of God, things got hard. But the one thing that we can say is we could see how when they were following God, how they were protecting. So the one thing I've, I've noticed the comparison, and I hate comparing this from guys who've really been in the military with us, is I've seen the PTSD, the struggles that they go through. I've heard, you know, guys who can't even talk about certain things because of what they've seen, right? <clears throat> it's a mental game, emotional game, a physical game that goes on within the battle that goes on with them. To be honest with you, I think it even happens in spiritual warfare. A lot of times we don't see the pieces connect, but telling you from what I've gone through and the constant and demonic attacks in a church was uh, it was incredible. I I've never had so much physical, emotional, and mental attacks on my body. I mean, I've I've heard stories. I've heard people talk about it. I've seen you know like you know those documentaries where people have gone through these things where they've been attacked by demons and you know the devils in my house and stuff like that. And you've ever watched them? You're like, you know, I don't know if that really happens, but I can tell you this: I think it's very true, and I think that's the key thing we need to understand. Sometimes even your physical, your mental, your emotionals can actually be caused because of demonic attacks on you, and also your choices not following God, you know, you're doing your own thing. Choices will be a factor in all this. So I need you before we do the second half of this podcast to understand that there is a battle going on around you and it's now your choice. This is your opportunity to say, okay, Lord, I hear, I hear what pastor Judah is saying, but what, 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 what should I do? What am, what am I supposed to be looking for? You ask him for one. I mean, the number one thing I do, I always tell people ask, God, show me, show me scriptures, show me understanding, show me the type of guy that you want me to be. And you ladies, the type of woman I should be, the type of wife I should be, the type of husband I should be like, ask God for direction. He will provide. I don't have all the answers. I don't have like, you know, handy 20,000 books. That I can just say, Hey, if you do this, and this, like I asked him and he showed me, he brought people into my life. He had people who give me certain books that at the time when I needed at the time, <coughs> excuse me, but he can put you in a group of guys that can give you some of those answers. He can bring um, people in your life already who you weren't really paying attention, who may be good examples for you. That's what I'm saying is so cool about asking God to show you how to be that warrior that's within. And I know there's like this big push against the idea of, of warriorship because it's like, oh, it's too violent. Paul tells us to put on the full armor of God. 
not to stand there to get shot up by arrows and and to block everything to understand that you know it's not uh, it's not the full armor without a sword and a sword is not a blunt item it's not something just to wave around and say hey look i got the i got, I got the sword you know you read my or not read but you listen to my podcast about the sword you understand it's it's there's techniques you got the the holy spirit that's giving you techniques of how to fight the battles ahead when satan was trying to tempt jesus what did he do he used bible verses you getting that when you're when you're focused on god you you have ways to battle and I always encourage the first thing is prayer. Prayer is the first step, the first weapon or something that we can use to fight against the enemy because we're, we're speaking to our general, our God, our Lord, our master, you know, the, the, the person who created me. <clears throat> Reach out to him. And we don't do that enough. I think a lot of times as guys, we, we don't do it like we're supposed to, you know, we might do it before like dinner or maybe when we put our kids to sleep, but battling is like an everyday all the time thing. And that's why I love when I hear people say, Oh, you know, I went to church. I decided I'm going to be praying for our church by going to church early and praying. Um, you know, I, I'm taking some time every, every Tuesday and just going through all these prayer requests and just praying, like hearing people see the importance of praying. And I feel like sometimes soon I'm going to try to do a podcast on praying because there is an attack on that as well of how it's being used and abused or being misused, I should say. <clears throat> but anyway, the point is for the, for, for, before we go to the next half, I want you to think about a good leader in your head. And we're going to go through some verses and then I'm going, I have three examples of what I think are kind of the types of warriors that are out there and then see from there. And I will be right back right after this. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to the second half of this episode. And we just kind of been talking about the idea of what I mean by warrior. So, totally, there's I have th three types. It doesn't mean you're one of these three types because God may actually give you certain perspectives of characteristics, I guess, about you. Like for me, for example, um, he gave me the word being gentle. He also gave me a person who stands firm. So in my mind, I picture myself kind of like a paladin, full knight armor, big shield, and a giant mace. Or a sword, depending how you want to look at it. But that's the image. Now, what I mean by types, I mean there's like kind of like personality types of people that I've seen in, in people. And I'm going to share a little bit of what I see as strengths and a little bit of what I see as weaknesses. So one of my favorite ones that I, I've 
thought of is the shepherd and sheepdog warriors. Now, shepherd in scripture is always, you know, used as the picture of a pastor. I'm talking like shepherd minded. So I'm not talking about being a pastor in this case. It's shepherd minded. So in other words, you know, you, you take, you know, we know that there, there's the shepherd and there's the sheepdog. Both of them are similar, but have different responsibilities. Um, so the image I, I get is there's men out there that are really good at shepherding people. They, they take care of the flock. They're very involved, um, kind of make sure everybody's taken care of, you know what I mean? So there's actually some really good pastors that I've met who are very aware of family is very aware of what's kind of going on and make, kind of check on people, encourage people and are there. Okay. As a pastor, I think this should be number one part of who you are as a pastor. It doesn't mean you're good at it. It doesn't mean that you're always good at it, but it should be a part of who you are. There is not that like, I, I look at this as kind of like a ministry minded person is a very good shepherd. And then I also think there's in the same block, there's people who are more like sheepdogs and you can be a mix of both, but sheepdogs on the other hand, they come across more of like guardians or paladin. Like that's where I kind of fit more like a sheepdog and a, and a shepherd mix. That's where I like the category I kind of fit in. And these sheepdogs are more aware of the enemy's attacks on things going on around them. They're more aware of attacks on people. They see it on people. And so they're more aware to try to encourage, build up other people. They're more aware of seeing what people are going through and want to see them grow so they're more focused on that the other type is i i i had a hard time kind of picturing this because of like the word i always kept coming back to is the word prayer so prayer warriors i know we've probably used this word many times and you've heard of people but prayer warrior type leaders they tend to be caring of the flock is a pastor they're caring for people around them as a as a person who's not a pastor so like there's kind of like a there's kind of like a like a line parallel between the two um they tend to they 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 tend to be really good at praying whether it's speaking out or they think about praying all the time and they have a little bit of a sheepdog mentality because of their prayer life. They notice people's battles. You know, they know people are sick. And usually they're the first people that will probably go to the hospital to check on people. And like, they're the first people in, my, in your mind. If you were to say, you know, Bob broke his leg, he's in the hospital. They'd probably be the first people to run to the hospital to be there. Okay. So they have... A vital part and I, and 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 the thing is it's really neat when you meet someone in this category because one of the first things they'll ask you after a discussion or talk is they'll pray for you or they'll ask you if there's something to pray about and they have that tendency for everybody the third type that comes to mind is frontline warriors frontline warriors are usually the people that are very 
stronghold first to jump into ministry. They're the ones that probably are really good at serving others. And they usually are the type of people that when they see like, you know, Hey, we need a Bible study. They're like, I will jump in and I will do it. Like they're that type of personality. And men that are leaders like that are usually ones, you know, we, I wouldn't say they're type A's because you can have type A's in all these categories, but they're, they're just the type of person that will get people going. They're usually really good with people. Um, they have good charisma usually is how I usually see these people. Uh, the thing is all of these three have weaknesses, which is what makes it interesting because even though they're good at a, their weaknesses tend to kind of jump in the way. So for shepherds and sheepdogs, for me, the weaknesses I've noticed in a lot of guys or gals, excuse me, they have a hard time trusting and they also have a hard time showing grace. The trusting part comes because they want to be more willing to trust somebody, but they've probably been through where people use their position or uh, use their kindness or gentle part of who they are, you know, their compassion towards them and used it again, like used it for their good or used or used it for their will or their desire and not for God. <coughs> and then showing grace is usually because you see someone doing something wrong. You have a hard time showing that grace to them to maybe change or make a better choice. So it's something to work on a prayer warrior. But one of the issues I kind of noticed with some of them is they don't like to have conflict and they can be very passive in some cases because they, they think, Oh, well I pray about it. So therefore I don't have to say anything or I don't have to do anything or I don't have to confront that person. I'll just pray about it. That could be a struggle. And I can tell you this kind of everybody can have an issue of being a little bit passive in every one of these categories, but it's a little bit different with to me, prayer warriors t have a tendency to run to the prayer instead of actually confronting the person. Frontline warriors to me, their weaknesses is very much hugely, they can be huge aggressive people that can allow fear to intertwine in their choice making. And this is like with relationships, with community, with leading, with anything that any, anything they can allow that fear to turn that aggressiveness out more because they're more afraid of losing. They're, like they don't want to lose time. They're like, they're just so boom, we got to get going. We got to get going. And so they fear if we don't push too fast or fast enough, then everything's going to fall apart. Like they can, they can actually be more tending tendency to be more of a worrier than trusting in God and faith. And those are the kind of the three categories I kind of see. You might find yourself being like a mix of some of them, or you might be more of one and less of the others. And that's fine. I'm not big in the whole profile thing. This is just what I have a tendency of seeing people's people be like. That being said, three, the three, the three sets of verses I found one is in Psalm 78. It says starting verse 70, he chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheep folds. This is God to this David. And the following the nurse nursing ooze, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people. 
Israel his inheritance. With upright heart he shepherded them and guided them in his skillful hand. A lot of times in leadership, you're going to find, or no, I should say, as leaders, as warriors, right? So that's why it's going to be titled Leader Warriors, because we're supposed to be leaders. Whether it's your home or not, whatever it may be, we're supposed to be leaders automatically. Doesn't mean we're all going to be like leaders of everybody, but that we are supposed to be willing to be able to lead. <clears throat> anyway, so... As David was trained to be a shepherd, that skill is now being put into position as shepherding over God's people as king. So the idea in your mind, and this is not because of the category shepherd and sheepdog, by the way, this is just the mindset behind us as warriors, as men of God is that we need to be willing to have an upright heart. That means obeying God, following his commands, trusting in him, having faith, doing what we're supposed to be doing as men. That way we have the capability or the skillful, the skillful hand to lead. In other words, you and I can't do it by our own means. We have to do it by the way God wants us and intended us to be as leaders, as the warrior within. Next is Proverbs 11. This whole chapter is basically can be used in, in discussion, but I'm just pointing out a few verses like verse three. It says the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Going down to verse 14, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in abundance of counselors, there is safety. This is why it's so important to have other men of God in your life. Don't do it lone wolf. You got to find a community of guys that can help you grow in your faith, a community of guys to help you be encouragement to you. A group of guys that help you to stay in line with scripture. It's very important. Verse 18, second half. But one who sows righteousness gets a sure reward. Verse 19, first half. Whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live. Do what you're supposed to be doing and you'll see the righteousness of God in your fruit. You'll see God move in your fruit. If you don't see God moving in your fruit, are you really following God or are you doing your own thing? Something to think about. And then if you go down to verse 27, it says, whoever diligently seeks good seeks favor. So in other words, seek out good, period. Verse 29, second half, well, first half says, whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind, which is, means nothing. You'll inherit nothing. And the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. Verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever captures souls is wise. Last verse, if the righteous is re repaid on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? In other words, you're doing what's right, God. You know, you're going to go to heaven. You're going to be with Jesus. You know, you've, you've done the work of the Lord as he has asked of you. And the same with the wicked. 
which is hell. Damnation. So understand that. Now, Philippians 2, 1 through 4, says, So there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to interests of others. To be a true, good, strong warrior of God. You need to have a humble heart. You need to pay attention to other people and their struggles and hurt. You can't just ignore it and act like, hey, well, it's not my life. Oh, well. It is really hard when someone opens up and then someone else shows zero compassion and continues talking about something else. As if what that person said had no meaning. We as men need to watch it with our wives. We have kids. We need to be careful with that too. We need to show times that we actually care and love on those closest to us. Because we can't do it with our own families. We definitely can't do it for other people. Number one thing that I've seen in most families that have struggles are men who don't pay attention to their family. Who act like godly men in front of other men and at the church or at their job or in their community, but at home, they're not. It's like being a fake warrior. Oh, you know, look how great I am as a warrior. I fight these battles, but at home, I can care less about fighting for my family. I can care less about fighting for my community. That is the one thing that I love about hearing military people when they have gone and served in battle is that they said they served for the people they loved, for the country they love, for the God they loved. And that's why it should be our one duty, if anything, as an American citizen, is to thank them, encourage them, and see that they are able to get back on their feet being a civilian. It's not the same for them. It is hard. That's why it's very important to support those veterans around you and encourage them, making sure that they do have people around them. But I also want to say, guys, it's the same for guys and gals who have struggled, who have gone through spiritual battles that no one can describe but themselves. This is what we're fighting for, men. This is what Warrior Within is all about, to awaken what, you've, what we've been told to hide, to awaken that warrior within us of protecting our families, to stand for faith, to stand firm, to act like men, but to do it in love. 
obey God. Do what we're supposed to be doing as men of God. Put on the full armor of God. Be in prayer. Encourage one another. Build each other up. Build our wives up. Build our girlfriends up. Build our kids up. Build our church up. If you're not fighting for any of that, then who is? God will be fighting all the time. He's on. He, he'll stand on behalf of your family. He put you in responsibility over them. He put you in responsibility of the church you're a part of. He put you in responsibility of the job you have. He put you in the responsibility of the community and the city that you're in. Are you going to answer that call? Is today the day you're going to answer that call? This is the opportunity. Will you stand up and be a leader? Will you stand up and be the warrior he's called you to be? Ask him for one, but are you willing? Because he has plans. He will use you. Today is that opportunity. Don't miss out. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you use this podcast to reach out to men who are hungry for you, who desire you so much. They want to be leaders. They want to be able to go out and fight for you. And I don't mean in, 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 in bloody war. I'm talking about they're willing to stand up in their faith. They're willing to speak on truth. They're willing to obey your word. They're willing to follow you. They're willing to pray on behalf of their church and family and community. They're willing to get down on their knees in humility and, and worship you and obey you and follow you. They're willing to serve, even though they may be tired and busy, but they're willing to do it because they want to love you first. They want to follow. They want to be men of God, and they want to be ones that can learn how to love, be graceful and gentle. I pray that you start changing men's hearts today and any women changing their hearts today is the same thing. You're all called to do something. Ask. Pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Guys, gals who are listening, but guys, this is your opportunity to stand up. This is your opportunity to be leaders. This is your opportunity to find that warrior within you. Let's do it. God bless and take care.